Dogs, Mobs and Rock Concerts, Bombay Diary, April 7, 2003. At 7am today, a pack of mad dogs rushed into a building and castrated a man. It happened too fast for the police to be called or the BSPCA van to rush in and take the raving canines away. Five dogs came, six left. At 12 noon today, a herd of hired goons drove up in a truck and threw flowers at a mob. The mob, which had assembled silently all morning, pulled the stalks out with their teeth and exploded in a fury of pamphlets. The pamphlets read, Stay out, outsiders, and then sang themselves into a stupor. The hired goons were fired for failing to disperse the crowd. At 7 p.m. today, a stadium flung open its gates to the sky. The earth rocked and the people stoned. Enormous rubber lips turned electric blue with the sound on the ground, crushed between a dressed-down executive and a made-up mother of two, an aging Indian singer shook his locks. In the champagne seats, the liquor baron bubbled tidily out of his ducks. At 7.10, 12.22 and midnight, the city felt a tremor of longing. Strange things had happened and passed it by. Tomorrow all that would mark the hours would be the trains. The 7.10, the 12.22, the midnight, each rattling its chains, returning thousands to their cages till dawn. That was Sampurna Chatterjee reading her poem, Dogs, Mobs and Rock Concerts. You're listening to Poetry Darbar, a podcast where you'll hear the poems, the shairis, the kavitas, and the poets of India. I'm your host, Lakshdatta. Here's what you need to know about the poet in the Darbar today. Sarpurna Chatterjee was born in Ethiopia and now lives in Thane, Maharashtra. Her 18 books include a short story collection about Mumbai called Dirty Love, a translation of Joy Goswami's selected poems and nine poetry titles, the most recent one being Over and Underground in Mumbai and Paris, written in collaboration with Kartika Nair. Her other titles include Elsewhere, Where Else? and The Bhyabachyaka, both co-authored with Yurik Salisbury. Sampurna is currently the poetry editor of the Indian Quarterly. I sat down with Sampurna at the Geosavan studio in Mumbai, listen to her poems and find out where the words come from. Here is another poem by Sampurna titled Mahim to Goregao, followed by our conversation. Mahim to Goregao. The mirth in both sets of eyes is killing me. Who is this mohawked girl? That word as alien to their vocabulary as Kasakai to Mick Jaggers and mine? Has she no mother 
No shame. No shame in shaving your head for fun in Mumbai. The local ladies look and look away. More urgent questions pressing their fingers into pea pods as they shell baskets in readiness to alight. A light shines past their elbows through the crush and the seats leave ridges on my thighs bare and sweaty in shorts pressed between two boys in the men's compartment my friends two mumbai local lads who took me under their bent bat wings we only flew at night raiding each other's unsaid wants teasing being teased this was the route from out to in through their hearts their ready steadying hands leaping into compartments meant for men not a single nasty grope to poison my love for this the city the boys and all the fisher women slopping water everywhere saris tucked around their hefty thighs bejeweled creatures of my deep sea dive into this throng so close so strong it felt all of it like me outsider leaning in learning to pass my bag from hand to hand head over head tilting sideways learning slowly swiftly right or left and so waiting on right or left standing near but not too near the open doors through which the sky the stench the heat the sea came rushing in and nearly drowned us all but never not quite engulfed except at mahim creek where i exposed my innermost outsiderness by clapping hands to nose in reeling shock the reek no one noticed but i but i that do past past mahim i rode unflinchingly immersed in the beastly beatitudes of balthazar b my body tuned to the secret syncopation of page and station lurching leafing closing in time to rise and leave unflusteredly at goregao where the boys had called me home where in the not too distant future the man i loved would meet me on a set in a film in a city film city jail school court cavernous locations teeming with shots of shampooed hair tossed from side to side so outrageously it could only be an ad and i a copywriter and each lad an art director with black books and golden pencils on his mind remind me sweet of that time we sat together three delinquents singing and sprawling on the hot and dirty floor of an empty coach the whole train hours and the world we rushed towards as if it too were ours all hours for the taking what about this fascination with the city of mumbai in your words it's the fascination that happens when you fall blindly and utterly in love 
which is what happened to me when I came to Bombay on work from Calcutta. Uh, decided this is the city that I would live in. For the first time, I had a choice, um, and the choice was Bombay. Um, lived in it, worked in it, loved it, fell in love in it, and when I quit advertising to remake myself, as it were, as a full-time writer, realized how much of my life, everyday life in the city, as a commuter, as a worker, as a young independent woman. Uh, was going to give me material for my writing. So my book of short stories, I wrote an entire book of short stories, Dirty Love, that says everything actually, mm-hmm. Dirty Love, uh, about Bombay. And poems um, never seem to get enough. Mm-hmm. And the, the first one uh, that you read here, Dogs, Mobs and Rock Concerts, I think you mentioned that you wrote this in 2003. That's right. How, how do you think the writer in you when you're reading your own poem. How does that writer today in 2019 feel about that 2003 poet? Mm. A sense of nostalgia, I think, also. Um, I've gone over the stage of feeling annoyed and embarrassed embarrassed about a younger version of myself. This poem that I read, Dogs Mobs, is special to me in many ways. and. Uh, often requested by audiences, which earlier used to irk me, uh, not anymore. I love the poem, but there's always a poet always feels, don't you want to know my new work, my latest yeah. work, my experimental avant-garde work? This is who work. I am now. Yeah. You don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, there's a, so there is a distance, yeah. but distance is a great thing for a poet because objectively, if I look at it, I know it's a good poem, mm-hmm. technically, emotionally, structurally, and it's very true to the moment that inspired it, which was a rock concert by the Rolling Stones in Bombay. Mm-hmm. So the date below the title, Mm-hmm. is a way of reminding myself this is the moment out of which the entire poem mm-hmm. unfolded. Yeah, in a way it, it helps you immortalize that period of time because this is every time you read it you're, you're back there. Absolutely. Yeah. So are you uh, in the moment stream of consciousness writer or do you do multiple drafts over time? What is your, what is your particular process? I think I have uh, both um, methods, not in me, but both ways of thinking um, appeal to me. So my first draft is very often in the moment, mm-hmm. written in what we call the white heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, some poems don't need to be revisited. Um, terrible confession to make, um, I did not revise a single word of dogs, mobs, and rock concerts. That happens very rarely. Mm-hmm. I do edit. I am very picky. Uh, I rearrange. I let time be my co-author. I return, revisit, and rewrite. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think after a title like that, it would be wrong to... Once you have that title, you know that whatever comes after is going to be But great. you know, it's very <laughs> rare. It was yeah. like an epiphany. It flowed yes. out of that moment onto the page, and it's still the same. Yeah. When does that yeah. ever happen? <laughs> That was my conversation with poet Sampurna Chatterjee. Once again, my name is Lakshtatta and you're listening to Poetry Darbar. I have some exciting news for our listeners and lovers of poetry. 
For those of you who may not know this, I also host the Jaipur Literature Festival podcast called Jaipur Bites. The 13th edition of JLF is happening at the Digi Palace in Jaipur from January 23rd to 27th, 2020. If you happen to be in Jaipur for the festival during that time, you can see Poetry Darbar live. I'll be hosting daily sessions of Poetry Darbar at the Darbar Hall in Digi Palace full of amazing poets from all over the world. You can get more info on the session timings and the poets at jaipurliteraturefestival.org. And in case you can make it to Jaipur in January, I'll be posting those sessions as a part of this podcast during the festival. Thank you for listening to this episode of Poetry Darbar. This show is curated by writer publisher Namada Gokhale and produced by Launchora, a storytelling platform and narrative podcast company. The background score was created by musician Kevin McLeod. Each episode of Poetry Darbar features poems and conversations with poets from all over India and the world. And new episodes of our show release every fortnight. Do subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this to get notified about new episodes. Closing out this episode is another poem read by Sampurna, first in Bengali and then a translation in English called Fear Not. Bhoy piyo na bhoy piyo na tomay ami marbo na shotti bolchi tomar sathe kusti kore parbo na monta amar boddo norom hare amar ragti nei tomay ami chibiye khabo emon amar sadhi nei these are some of my favorite lines from a poem by shukumar rai who wrote abul tabun here's my translation of it it's called fear not Fear not fear not I beg of you I won't hit you at all honestly if we fought a wrestling match I'd be the first to fall I'm terribly tender hearted not a scrap of rage in my bones to eat you alive is beyond me I swear on a thousand moons sure I frighten you silly my fierce horns fill you with dread don't you know I never use them as I am soft in the head Come come into my little den and stay with me a while. I'll lavish you with care day and night and bring you up in style. Don't tell me you're put off by the cudgel in my hand. It's so light it won't hurt you if I whack you as you stand. It seems my words are all in vain. Should I grab you by the leg? I'll sit on your head I swear and then I'll watch you beg. If you don't stop being so scared right away at once I'm warning you we'll bite you me my wife and nine strong sons